Welcome to episode 79 of the ABC GCI Coffee Break Podcast. My name is Allison Jackson, joined each week by Kayla Rodriguez-Santiago and Mike Maloney. Before we get into the episode, Kayla, tell us a little bit about our sponsors this month. Absolutely. So we have Skilled Trades Partners as our main sponsor. Um, they're our presenting sponsor. And as a, as a top skilled trades recruitment agency, their goal is to help companies seamlessly find and retain the most highly skilled tradesmen and construction professionals. Uh, their mission is to provide exceptional skilled trade staffing services to the construction industry. So if you are ever in need of somebody to fill in for your company, please reach out to Skilled Trades Partners at skilledtradespartners.com. For our lightning round sponsor, we have Metro Walls. They are the leading commercial framing, drywall, and acoustical companies in New England. So they service New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and Vermont areas. If you're interested in getting ear framing done, drywall, acoustical, anything, reach out to Metro Walls at metrowalls.net. So 4th of July is coming up. We have a lot, a lot happened this week, and we have a lot happening coming up for everybody you know this fourth of july and in the next month so we had an open house which is amazing it was our very first open house at gci we're very excited uh we had a lot of folks come out to register teachers came out everybody was talking it was a good time definitely keep a lookout for next year's open house um we also went to mava yesterday um that was really fun Yeah, Mama was great. The open house was great. Really busy week here at the office, which honestly, it it kind of feels like it's always a really busy week at the office. I mean, that you know, some people get off seasons. I don't think that we do, Um, but that's okay. That means that there's always something going on. Never a dull moment. So that's a good thing. Um, But Fourth of July plans going into next week. What's everybody have going on, Mike? What are you doing for the fourth? We usually have a party at my house, uh, kind of kick off the summer. But uh, as many people in the office know, my pool liner decided to quit on me. So I'm without a pool for a couple of weeks here. So no party, which is okay. We'll do something else. But I think we're all looking forward to the break. I know that Allison leaves for her trip uh, next okay. week. Well-deserved. Kind of jealous. Wish I was going with you. But I think uh, you're going to have a great yeah. time. And tell us where you're going. Yeah, so I'm going to Greece. I'm leaving Sunday. Um, I'm going to a bunch of different spots um, in Greece. So that's going to be really exciting. So I'll have lots to report back when I return. Um, So you won't be hearing my voice on the podcast for the next few weeks, um, but I'll be back in August. So I can't wait to see the the photos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll have plenty. I'll, um, I'll send some photos to the pod squad so that they can post some. Um, Yeah. If they want. And yeah. It's going to be fun I'm going for a, or for a bit. Um, but one of my best friends is getting married, which is really exciting. Um, and then my boyfriend's from there. So I'm just going back, seeing his family, sitting on the beach. That's about it. <laughs> Eating a gyro a day, maybe two. Oh. Sounds better than what we'll be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, <laughs> but that's okay. Absolutely. Kayla, what, where are you, are you going? You, what are you doing for the weekend? Yeah, I'm just going camping, uh, going camping with my parents, my just my family. My nephews are going for the first time. So that's going to be fun. We're going up to Littleton, New Hampshire, our usual campsite, Crazy Horse Campground. If you guys have ever been, um, definitely check it out. But that's going to be us for the weekend. 
Never all been right, climbing. So it's a it's a well deserved couple of days off for all of us, and it's been a crazy few weeks between summits and open houses and Maverick conferences and everything else. Looking forward to a long weekend, but this week we have Rachel James. She's a two time guest here on Coffee Break Podcast. We appreciate her coming on. She's going to talk to us about employee retention tips. So let's hear it from Rachel. Welcome to the podcast. Good friend of mine, Rachel James. She's going to be talking to us about the top three things that you can do as a company for employee retention. So Rachel, welcome to the podcast. For those that don't know who you are, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us about what you do. I'm Rachel James. I'm a financial advisor with Northwestern Mutual, and I love all things blue collar. And we're very lucky to have Rachel. This is the second time she's been on. So we're happy to have her on here. And uh, if you don't know who Scary Spice is on Instagram, you can follow Scary Spice. So she's all <laughs> over the place. She's East Coast, West Coast. She's down South. She's out West. So uh, I know she's very busy. So we're going to start with top three things for employee retention, starting with number three. I think it's understanding your employees. Part of retention is understanding what makes them uh, feel valued, feel appreciated, and a part of a, a big culture. So, you know, I, I often think of the owners out there that will offer overtime and no one shows up or no one wants it because the value set of the employee is not about money. It's about time or or time is more important than money. So I think first is understanding what drives your employees. There's a theory called uh, X and Y theory that some people like affirmation, others like um, reprimand, or, or they're motivated more for one or the other. So I think the first step in retaining your employees is understanding how each one of them are wired, because what you do for all may not work for all, right? So understanding those drivers, those individual things that can help motivate your employees as leaders, I think that's it's a challenge, particularly for larger, larger organizations who have many people. Uh, navigating what everybody wants can be challenging, particularly the larger your organization is. But I would say understanding your people is the first way to retain your peeps. All right. Excellent. That's number three. Number two. Clarity. Being exceptionally clear around, you know, oftentimes owners will offer benefits or they'll offer um different value propositions to retain their people, whether that's benefits or flexibility and schedule or, or whatever the case may be. I think being really, really clear around what you want and don't want and what you offer and don't offer um, can go so, so far. Um, I, I just met with a business who on their website actually put their whole package. So they had a career section on their website and in full transparency, put it out there with, Hey, we have this sick time, this healthcare benefit, this retirement benefit. This is our vacation policy. Here's, you know, the the things that you'll get as a benefit of working with our organization. So clarity, I think is the second step in retaining employees and being as transparent as possible about that. And I thought that that business did a nice job by having it so public you know, there's nothing more clear about it, right? Both their internal people and external people know exactly what they're going to get when they work with that organization. All right. So clarity number two, number one, the number one thing for employee retention is what? Effective communication. They say that the average human, it takes anywhere between seven and 30 times to retain something. Um, all of us come from different walks in life, whatever that may be. And in order for us to observe and, and understand what's truly being asked of us, like, have you ever worked with a colleague and you told them how to do something and they showed up with something completely different than what you expected? Yes. <laughs> Effect, right. And that, that doesn't even stop at retaining employees. I think that that's how we, the more 
we are effective at communicating with others, the more we'll get what we expect. Uh, and that, I think, helps with retention in the sense that if your employees know what's expected of them, Harvard Business Review did a uh, study of people recently who left their jobs and they interviewed like something was like a thousand post-college graduates. And most of their feedback and response as to why they left those organizations was because either A, they didn't feel valued or B, they didn't have a clear idea of where the company was going or what was expected of them. So, you know, if I had to you know reiterate all three points, I think all three points tie into each other quite well, right? It's understanding your people, being clear and having clarity with your people, and then effectively communicating that, which I'm a firm believer that if you're the leader of your organization, you're the CRO, you're the chief reminding officer. Oh, it's our job one. to keep reminding people over and over and over again um, to the point that you probably almost feel annoying, but keep reminding your people what's out there, what you're doing and what you expect. And where do you draw the line at like employee retention? If you've got an employee that comes to you and says, you know, I'm thinking about leaving company out there offered me X amount more, you know, when do you get into that whole, like now you're bartering back and forth, right? Where do you draw the line? Do you think of someone that, you know, really is just looking to leave, wants to leave, isn't into the culture of the company? Where do you draw that line? Well, sometimes people aren't culture keepers, right? Sometimes people leave and it's actually a, a gift. It's it's grace to the organization. It's like, whew, that was awesome. That's right. um, what I think comes to mind when you ask me that question, Michael, is interestingly enough, when you bring someone into your organization, you interview them in the beginning and then you interview them when they leave, right? So like at the beginning and the end, we bookend it and we only talk to people on the way in and on the way out. But I would challenge the audience to say, how many of us are systematically putting it in our calendar to have a development review in the middle, right? Whether that's buying, not tied to pay. So this isn't an annual pay increase conversation. This is just a, hey, how are we doing in this relationship of ours of employer employee and what can we change? And, you know, there are going to be things that your employees ask that you can't provide that right. just aren't congruent with the culture or aren't part of the plan or just not possible because of what the job requires. But part of working with one another is at least listening uh, to one another. So you, you may not always be able to meet their demands, but um, to the extent that you can and want to, I think it's important that you have the space to even understand what those differences are. And what about, you know, since the whole COVID thing has happened, a lot of us now are working from home, right? Where do you, do you see more companies bringing people in the office now that COVID's over or are they still maintaining that couple of days a week from home? There's so many fascinating articles I've been reading about that, Michael. What's interesting is we have the pandemic epiphanies where people were rethinking their way of life and rethinking what, you know, what does this all mean? And unfortunately in our world, you know, building a building or revamping a project, right? Most of us have to be on the job site right. or have to be somewhat on the job, if you will. There may be a handful of positions organizationally that could be remote, but for the majority, for most of us in the blue collar space, we have to be on the job. Um, and what's fascinating is that I am seeing a return to the workforce. You know, the, the organizations we work with that maybe people were working remote, we're starting to see more people go into the office and, and make that change. But what I'm also seeing is a higher demand for uh, recently at the Skills USA, right? The, the young students, what they were really voicing to us during that whole week in April was that they want flexibility with their employers. 
So maybe they're willing to be on the job site, but if they have a doctor's appointment, they don't want to get docs for, you know, they want the flexibility to go see their doctor or to go take their dog to the vet appointment and not, you know, run into a struggle to just do those everyday life items. So I'm seeing organizations be more flexible with time. So maybe there's more flex time than ever before. One of the things that was talked about at uh, one of the meetings we went to was one of the larger ABC members, you know, it said that, um, you know, they do their like halfway, you know, interviews with the with their with the some of the new hires, and they realized that some of these employees were were getting in some trouble because they were running late to work and were constantly being late to work. And when someone sat down with the employees and said, "Why are you always late for work?" and they said, "Well, they want me on the job site for eight o'clock, but I have my daughter on the bus at seven thirty, so I show up at eight fifteen, and that's still documenting as being late." So the owner of the company said, "Well, if that's the case, just start your time at eight thirty. So they work eight thirty to." 4.30 instead of 8 to 4. Right? So I was like, well, that's a great idea. Do you see, speaking of flexibility, do you see a lot of that type of stuff going on where yeah. people can make their own time like that? Yeah. And I think that goes back to the effective communication because once that owner sat down with the employee and understood why they were late, it's like, yep. oh, okay, cool. You know, I think even in my own organization with my staff, it's we've certainly changed the way we work. They come into the office a couple of days a week. They work from home a couple of days a week for their own personal at-home needs, right? Like one of my employees has a dog that they can't find a dog sitter. And there's certain things that it's yeah. just a nightmare for them to get in the office on Wednesday. So we just said, you know what? All right. If that's an issue, like work from home, uh, yeah. you know, as long as you're getting your work done, I don't. It doesn't matter to me where you do that's it. Right. Um, then that's how it is here too. You know, the, the Julie here, you know, same thing. I have the option to work from home, but I don't have a space at home. Right? I don't have my own little offices set up in. So between my dogs and my kids and my family in another room, I'm never going to get anything done. And I easily distract. Let me throw a load of laundry in. Let me mow the lawn. Let me, you know, walk the dogs. Let me go grocery shopping. And then before you know it, I've got a pile of work. So, uh, you know, it's nice to know that I have that flexibility. That if I have to work from home for whatever reason, I can, I can, but I just like to come to the office. I like the vibe in the office. That's great. Yeah, me too. I mean, yeah. I most of the time I'm in the office. Today's an anomaly, but most of the time I'm in the office because I just like the structure of it. But that's how I work. But I think as a nation, we're all discovering that for ourselves, right? I, I see more than ever this year, myself, colleagues, peers, friends, everybody in my life, we're all so busy right now because there's just events all the time. So I think we're all kind of figuring this all out. And I've been recently reading articles about they're now calling it the, the big stay. So during COVID, it was the big quit. People were yeah. quitting all over the place and, and trying out new things. And more, more recently, there's this new catchphrase called the big stay, where people are now staying put. They're <laughs> actually happy in their jobs and they want to stay. So perhaps we as employers can use that to our advantage. It, I always tell a story. I've always wanted my whole life a work from home job, right? So as soon as I got hired here in March of 2020, it was like a work from home job. The kids were home too. So now I got the kids are home and I I don't want to be home anymore. I want to go in the office. So, and, and now that I can finally stay at home, I'm like, no, I'm going to, I'll drive in the office. It's just as easy. And I can come here and, you know, it's quiet. I get my work done and it, it's fantastic. And then for those that know Rachel, Rachel's a huge car buff. Um, mm-hmm. Anything you're working on right now, anything you're looking at, anything that interests you in the car world? Um, it's funny, you know, I, I recently was having a conversation last week. Um, I'm looking for a Triumph or an Austin Healey or, a, um, like a TR1 or, you know, I'm kind of in that space right now, or like an MG Midget. That's going to be my next project car. I did one years ago and that's what I think I'm looking for right now. Um, my neighbor has one. She just bought, I think it's a, I think it's a little Triumph. I think it's super cool, little convertible, super, yeah. super cool. Yeah. I would love an old Mini Cooper. Right, a '66 yeah. Mini Cooper would be 
the bee's knees. So- not, not the fastest car on the road. Who cares? Just super yeah. cool little tiny thing. Yeah, you can put it in your back pocket if you wanted. Uh, yeah, I love that. And then um, let's see. What else What else can we talk about? Uh, if you weren't doing financial stuff, what would you be doing, I guess? Like, I know you've got lots of going, lots of things public going on. Speaking, yeah, yeah. Public speaking. I really like public speaking. I've had a blessed opportunity in the last couple of years post-COVID to have um, the opportunity to do public speaking with a variety of organizations, mostly on culture and, and mindset and that kind of stuff. And I really enjoy that. So I suppose if I wasn't doing that, um, I love uh, engaging and in, in connecting with other people, like meeting new people. It's funny, we do a culture index and, and I feel like it's a great uh, thing for any organization to look into is like to study the, the individual culture index of all your employees, but yeah. we do a lot of that in our office just to understand how we're all wired. And one of the like tests that they do in this culture index that we all take is our energy units. And I have like off the chart energy units when I'm with other people, like that's what fills my cup. So I think if I, yeah. if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, I would be public speaking somewhere, I think. And the cultural thing, it, it, it's home with me because I've worked for I've worked for some great organizations and I've worked for some real bombs, right? And I vowed myself I'll never go back to the bombs. You know, uh, where I'm at now, I love it. It's great. You know, I think it's fantastic just because we're a small organization here, and uh, any idea I've had, I've you know never been really told no. Everything from podcasts to you know, we just had a teacher summit. Where we brought in 25 teachers in person. They'd never done that before and kind of brought them all in. And, you know, first hour and a half was how to be a better teacher. Second hour and a half was just how to do things the GCI way, you know, paperwork, some responsibilities, administrative stuff. So that was fantastic. That was great. And we had a great time. And that's what I really loved because it was, you know, being face to face with the teachers and telling them again, cultural. It's one thing to send an email. It's another thing to have things through Zoom, but to actually be in person, you can actually shake hands and see people's faces it's it's great um what else could we talk about oh i think what else is kind of fascinating i think what you know we touched on a little bit i really do think our nation and the blue collar industry at large is going through this cultural shift we're really all of us i think are rethinking through how we're going to approach construction how we're going to approach business, how we're going to go at it. I think the advent of AI is really fascinating. Like what we're about to embark on. It almost reminds me of the internet in the nineties, how the internet totally changed the way everything in our world. And you also do a lot with Steve and the skills USA. How long have you been doing the skills USA stuff with Steve? Since I was a kid. So pre-Steve. So skills USA has always been near and dear to my heart. Just I'm a Maybe the other job I'd have outside of public speaking would be a vocational teacher. I love, I've always been on the vocational board. So prior to my time with NM, um, I was on almost every school board, you know, for the automotive side. And I just love it. I think the vocational school system is just a cool thing for kids. So I've been involved in one facet or another uh, for probably 15 years, maybe, if I had to guess. And I, that was my very first skills I was saying. I thought it was amazing. And I, I was like, I can't believe we don't do more with this and get more involved because ABC Mass is also trying to get into the high schools, right? So like to yeah. be able to be in the high schools and let the students know that there's all things other than, you know, this ABC is always an option. Open shop is always an option. So to be there and see them, I, I mean, I was absolutely blown away from what you were doing there with, with those students to even inside the school, all the, the even cosmetology, the aestheticians, the, the carpentry students, everything was just 
the the robotics team. The, I mean, it was my head hurt leaving that place because you learned so much. It's so impressive what these schools are doing. And the, the Skills USA is really the highlight. So for those that maybe are not familiar with it, it, it's the highlight reel basically of the best of the best students. They get together and compete. And I have friends nationally that did the um, national championships. I think they did it in Atlanta this year where mm-hmm. all the best, of, you know, so for whoever got the best at our local Massachusetts level, then went on for the, the nationals. And it's, it's always so humbling to watch what these teenagers are doing. Cause frankly, they're so talented better than I've ever, ever yeah. was. Ever oh, no. It's like just incredible. But I think it's a, an inspiration to all of us in the industry that we can get, and really we should all get more involved. I know it can sometimes be a little bit annoying when, you know, generationally we operate differently and kids right. are on their phones or whatever. Right. But um, from what I've found in working with, with the schools at a local level, these kids just want to see what's possible. And for many of them, they really only see the output of like, okay, if I go to, you know, collision person, I do a lot in the collision space. And, you know, I think a lot of times students will think, okay, well, I can only be a mechanic or a painter or whatever, but there's all these other jobs you can have. Same with the plumbing or HVAC or construction yep. or manufacturing, just because you go through that vocation, there's all this opportunity down the road for these young students and and it's up to us to show that to them and to to showcase all these job opportunities that people have that maybe aren't so um air quotes dirty right that right they're actually pretty white collar professional jobs that aren't going to require you to slam a hammer every day and we've had a few student few uh, abc gci students that have been through skills usa and then turn on and compete at the local craft championship and then go to the craft championship to the national abc competition in florida so what they've seen is pretty amazing they love the you know competition what's side of ABC things competition and pardon my ignorance what's the abc competition in florida so uh every abc chapter since everybody ABC chapters have like a local craft competition where they put mm-hmm. pipe fitters or they put last year, we had five pipe fitting competitors and five electrical competitors and they have to pass a written exam. And then they went to Medford in November and they competed against each other. There was a certain thing they had to build or pipe bend or wire up. And then the winner of that competition got to go to Florida. We paid, you know, for them to fly and stay and compete like Tuesday to Thursday. They run them through every single it's a huge ABC national is a huge, you, you should try to go on your, I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's the competition itself. Isn't as big as I think is, I think skills USA is much broader because it does all the vocations, but you know, as far as like the sheet metal, the carpentry, there's uh, drywall, carpentry, plumbing, uh, they yeah. have, they have huge lineman poles. They're wiring, make the guys climb the poles. There's motor controls. There's, it's unbelievable. There's a whole vendor display. There's that. There's uh, this year we're doing craft management, uh, sorry, construction management with the Ben Franklin Institute. So, you know, this is the first time we have a construction management students compete against other construction management students from around the country. So it's a great, it's a great event. I think it's amazing um, just to see the, you know, the students and the, you know, some of these students have never been outside of Massachusetts before and have never competed before. And this is gives them a chance to compete and show what they've got. You know, we've been lucky enough at ABC Mass to have a few gold medal, silver medal winners. So uh, last year we didn't win any, but the competition gets, you know, better and better every year. So it's pretty awesome. All right. So Rachel James, if anybody wants to get a hold of you to talk company culture or employee retention, how can they get a hold of you? 
Call me. Um, you want me to just throw my number out there? I don't know. Uh, your phone number, or, you know, whatever, however you want them yeah. to hold you. So it's rachel.james at nm.com or myself, 603-718-4363. All right. And uh, now we're going to try something new. It's going to be called uh, Pop Culture Fact or Crap. We're going to ask Rachel five pop culture questions that she's going to tell us if it's fact or crap. Uh, a Dunkin' Donuts cup made a cameo in the final season of Game of Thrones. I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I'm going to say crap. I don't know. Doesn't that is fit. crap. It was a Starbucks cup. One of the uh, actors slipped a Starbucks cup in the background, so it's uh, pretty awesome. Uh, there are six books and seven movies in the Harry Potter uh, franchise. Six books, seven movies. Fact? That is actually crap. There's actually seven books and eight movies. Uh, the acronym SMH stands for Shaking My Head. Yeah. That is fact. You know? uh, let's see here. The question we can ask you here. Uh, the first winner of The Masked Singer was the singer T-Pain. Fact or crap? Crap. That's actually true. He won the uh, first, first winner of The Masked Singer on the first one. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, fact or crap, May 4th is Star Wars Day. Yes. May the 4th be with you. That's right. That's right. And then uh, we'll ask you one more here. Uh, Lady Gaga is the godmother of both of Elton John's sons. Fact. That is fact. Lady Gaga is the godmother. So that's, uh, looks like Rachel James knows her pop culture. That's great. All right. So. Rachel James out there helping the world with employee retention, getting out there, talking to people. We appreciate her coming on. This is the second time Rachel's been on, so we appreciate you very much. And uh, thanks for coming on with us. Anytime, my friend. You're the best. You are, too. Thanks to Rachel James for coming on. Like I said, two-time guest, which is fantastic. We love repeat guests. And she kind of filled in last minute. We uh, Our guest had... Uh, was unable to come on for this week, so Rachel filled in, and she's 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 amazing. I'm, I'm I'm lucky to have her as a friend and have her on the podcast. So let's hear it from Allison. What's uh, upcoming for events? Yep. So July, we don't have too too much going on, but we did actually just put one class on at the end of July. So July 22nd, signal certification and basic rigging safety. It's a really really great class to get in during the summer. Um, that's going to be again, like I said, July 22nd from seven to three. 30 at the GCI Woburn office. If you are a plumber or a gas fitter and you need your session 15 continuing education, we've got you. August 17th from three to nine, we have the continuing education for plumbers and gas fitters, session 15. GCI Woburn office, be sure to sign up on the GCI website. And August 29th, we'll have a first aid CPR class. Make sure you get your spot there five to nine at the ABC GCI Woburn office. You can find all these classes and the rest of the classes that we have going on through December 2023 at gwgci.org forward slash events. Mike, it's everyone's 75th favorite part of the podcast. 75th now. It's bumped down. It used to be number one. Now it's the 75th. <laughs> but but um, this is time for the news here. This is the weekly update that is sent out from Charlie Chippio. It comes out on usually Mondays. And this is sponsored by Kenny and Sam's and Patriot Benefit Services. Uh, the featured news of the week is that the 2023 Excellence in Construction Awards applications are open. Uh, the Massachusetts chapter of the Associated Bills and Contractors invites you to participate in the 31st Excellence in Construction Awards competition. 
an opportunity to have your project or projects join a distinguished roster of merit shop projects for recognition by ABC as the best of the best in the construction industry. It's open to any general contractor or subcontractor member of the chapter. To be eligible, projects must be completed between September 1st, 2020 and August 1st, 2023. There is no geographic limitation on the location of any project. Advanced registration is required, and the deadline is until September 5th. So get your application in today. Uh, New Boston Construction Safety Ordinance mandates three key steps. Uh, you can find those steps in the newsletter. It's all about safety, right? Keeping our people safe. Um, we are looking to get more veterans involved in the ABC Massachusetts chapter. Uh, I have been tasked to get the Veterans Committee off the ground. I've got some great people already involved. If you have a veteran that works for you and you want them to be involved, if they want to be involved, they can reach out to me at mike at gwgci.org. Um, kind of a quiet couple of weeks here for the summer as far as ABC Mass events. You can ask, uh, check in with carol at abcma.org. We did hold our first teacher summit uh, last week, which everyone had a great time. Dave Frangillo did an amazing job teaching the kind of the teacher portion of it all. We had 25 teachers in attendance, some new teachers, some older teachers, some veteran teachers. I, I thought it went great. A lot of great feedback from that. Um, we're hoping to do another one here probably in the fall. And again, if you're looking to be part of the Coffee Break podcast, you can email me, mike at gwgci.org. We want to uh, congratulate the Conley brothers. They completed a YMCA rooftop garden over in, at the Lynn YMCA. That's, uh, that's it. Special thanks to all the uh, sponsors. And if you want to share something in the newsletter, reach out to charlie at communications at abcma.org. So uh, like Allison said, she's not going to be in the next couple of weeks. So we're going to, Pod Squad is going to be down one. We hope she has a good time, which is a fantastic adventure. We'll send some pictures, Coffee Break podcast overseas international edition uh, absolutely um one more thing i would actually like to add um <clears throat> the abc scholarship deadline has been extended to july 7th july 7th so if you have not had a chance the deadline had um expired in may and we greg was um super nice and was able to extend that for us so if you are a GCI student or you are planning to be a GCI student, apply for that scholarship. There is so much money to be given out. And a lot of the time we're leaving a lot of money on the table. So make sure you get your application in. Every little bit helps. Um, and even if it's just kind of a little bit toward your tuition in the fall, it's going to be it's going to be worth it. So um, if you need that scholarship application, you can find it uh, on the student page um, at gwgci.org forward slash students. Anything else, friends, before we? That's it. Let's get this weekend started. Let's do it. All, All right. right. With that, <laughs> be sure to follow us on Instagram at ABCGCI Coffee Break. Be sure to follow us on all the places you listen to your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon. The list goes on and we are on every single one. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to tune in next week. And I personally will catch you all in August.